Welcome to the Discovering Our Scars podcast, where we have honest conversations about things that make us different. Our mission is to talk about things you might relate to, but that you don't hear being discussed in other places. And it's very important to us to bring people onto the podcast who we can learn from. And right now, our country is hurting. Coronavirus has shined a light on some disparities that have always existed. And with the death of George Floyd, the ongoing Black Lives Matter protests should not be ignored. Which is why I'm actually excited that um, we have one of my good friends, Ashley. She's a DIY friend of mine. She's agreed to be a guest on today's show. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Hi. Now, before we get into the show, let me give you a little background on Ashley because she's a really cool lady. Ashley works full time as a software engineer for Boeing. And in her spare time, although I don't know where that comes from, she also has <laughs> is a DIY blogger specializing in easy to follow furniture plans. She has multiple sponsorships, including the Home Depot, and did a full back deck build after winning the Home Depot Orange Tank competition. Oh yeah, and you may have seen her on NBC. They had a show, they have a show called Making It, and she was on season two. I loved the doghouse that she built. And on Sunday, I saw an Instagram post from her, and it really made me say, Beth, we need to have her on the podcast. So we'll put a link in the uh, description to the post that she put on Instagram, and you'll be able to see the great sign she made for um, a peaceful protest she went to. But Ashley, I'd love to see if you would read that post for us, just so we can hear it in your own words. The post says, the past couple of days have produced so many emotions for me. I've had ups and downs, highs and lows, felt peace and anger. I don't have to repeat what's going on, but this stuff is real life. People are hurting, people are scared, people are angry, and I'm heartbroken. Today, I participated in a peaceful protest as a step to make things better, but also will continue to find ways to fight for my people. To my people of color, I love you, I see you, I feel your pain, and I feel your hurt. I'm here with you, and I'm willing to put it all on the line to stop the oppression that continues to invade our lives. You matter. To my non-people of color, thanks for speaking up. You know who you are. Thanks for personally reaching out. Thanks for not tiptoeing around the situation, but drawing a line in the sand. I was amazed at how many non-people of color were at the protest just handing out water, snacks, hand sanitizer, making sure we were safe and taken care of. I love and appreciate you for it, and I see you. We are stronger together. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was awesome to hear. So uh, we just we want to get into this, Ashley. Um, and this is this is a time we want to hear from you. We don't want to spend a lot of time, um, you know, giving our opinions on anything because I don't think we really have. I think our opinions are well represented in the world yes. as as two white women. I feel like, yeah, we have the privilege of having been heard a lot. So our voice, I think, is less important here. But I think I think something you said in your post that really resonated with me was people of color and non-people of color, right? That this is something that we can all work on together. So mm-hmm. we're saying like, we don't want to just amplify our own voices, but we do very much want to to be part of working on this together in a way that is productive without coming in and like taking over kind of a, th- that kind of a thing. Right. So that's, I feel like that's a little bit of a tension that I'm walking in my own life. So I kind of wanted to name that. And I do want to say I have been really educating myself um, as, as much as I can with, um, right. you know, with the different media streams and things like that. And I actually mm-hmm. I'll have to say I I saw on social media that the George Floyd, I saw the information, but I didn't really watch it because right. I could tell that from it, it was basically the murder of somebody. And I was like, I don't I don't want to see that. And as we were getting ready for this podcast, I was like, that is, I have to see that. Like, 
I I have to see that. And I, I watched it and I watched, I, I mean, we, we've all seen that now. And I, I realized how important it was for me to see that and see that life go out and to really understand the story. I mean, it, it's infuriating when you just spend the two seconds to, to really understand that it was a $20 counterfeit or that allegedly $20 counterfeit money was yep. what this all started with. Like it, in this point in history, what are we going to call this protest? Like, what are we protesting right now? So, yeah, um, originally the Black Lives Matter movement was started in 2013. And it was based on, you know, it kind of came about after the acquittal of the murder of Trayvon Martin. You know, after realizing, hey, this is like on video, this is nationwide and we still can't seek justice. I think that was a moment where Black people were like, we need to start something. We need to speak out and show people that there is truly an injustice to Black people. Um, and that's kind of how it started. Um, and it's it's kind of funny because, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement, there's a lot of people that are like, you know, all lives matter mm. and things like that. And that's a discussion that's... Oh, we're going to ask. We're going to ask. <laughs> yes, an exhausting one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really, it was just created to fight white supremacy and injustices to black people that are very apparent um, and that people clearly aren't seeing or, you know, identifying. And that's, you know, just kind of the purpose of it. So right now, the protest that is really taking over everything, are we, is the protest, are we protesting Black Lives Matter or are we protesting police brutality, um, the injustices within the criminal justice system? Is that what we're fighting or is those both the same thing? So it's typically, so the Black Lives, Black Lives Matter movement is to fight the injustices against Black people, whether it be police brutality, racism, things like that. So that is what the movement is. So we can say like the protest is Black Lives Matter protest. Like we could use yeah. those terminology and that would be yeah. accurate. Perfect. Yeah. There are phrases that I, I've been listening to all, all the news and everything. And there's phrases I've said in the past that I've right. learned are wrong. Right. Um, right. I will tell you, you know, you said the movement started in 2013. I've heard of it. I, I know it. I've, um, I've never really dug into it. I've never truly tried to understand it. I've never, right. um, you know, been against it in any way. Um, but I have in the past said all lives matter. And right. now that I am really listening and like mm -hmm. hearing, I realize how insensitive that is. Can you explain like why that's so hurtful when the response to Black Lives Matter is all lives matter and why right. that's wrong? Um, for sure. Um, yeah, I've explained this over and over <laughs> time again. Um, but, you know, when we started this movement, it was to kind of show people that like Black lives actually don't matter. Right. So when people started saying all lives matter, matter, it just felt like they were kind of minimizing us once again, you know, and to us, it was just like, hey, this is just another way, another injustice to black people. Um, and it's like, we get that all lives matter. You know, we didn't start this movement as a proclamation that like only black lives matter. You know, it was actually the opposite. It was like, not all lives matter, you know, we know, we know all lives yeah. matter, but it's apparent that black lives don't, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, if you make a movement or you're protesting something, you're not going to go protest what's right in the world. You know, we're trying to shine a light on what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's all we're doing. And it's like, you know, we love all people of color. And we want people to join us, you know, it's actually not something to divide us, but it's something to bring us together. Yeah, after the Ahmaud Arbery when the video was released and it became apparent that he had been murdered, 
I mm-hmm. posted something to Facebook and kind of tried to to challenge my friends who are the ones who would mm-hmm. say like all lives matter. I, you know, and well, all lives matter, right? So Ahmad's life matters, right? And his death matters, right? Like, yes, we can say black lives matter because all lives matter. So let's right. just get behind this understanding that yes, black lives matter. And that's where we need to be right. really focusing our learning and our, our desire for change so that, so that that becomes a truth, you know, that right. really it is true that black lives right. matter so that we're right. a little bit closer to living in a society where all lives matter. Right. And, and the, I've heard a lot of people saying like all lives won't matter until black lives. do. Right. Yes. Yeah. What do you, do so, you like that phrase? I do like that. Yeah, Cause I, I think it just makes it pe- easier for people to understand like why we're, why we're singling out yeah. blacks. Yeah. I agree. I liked, I heard that and I thought, Ooh, I like that. I really try to understand something and I never truly will understand, you know, what it's like to, you know, to live in your world. I'll never understand that. And I think, but I think I, I try to put some kind of connection in my own life to try to f- figure out and try to f- have some kind of connection. So I want to see if this analogy, I just want to put this out there and see what you think of this. So I was talking with um, with a friend today. We were going on a walk and she said the phrase, all lives matter. And I, mm-hmm. and now that I've been researching, I'm like, that's the wrong phrase. But, you know, and we were two white women. And I'm like, okay. And I heard that white people need to be talking to white people about this also. Like I heard that's important, that we need to be talking mm-hmm. to each other. We all need to be talking. So yeah. instead of saying that's wrong, like, no, you haven't been yeah. falling, paying attention. <laughs> I said, I, I said, I said to her, I said, um, have, I asked her if she's ever been pulled over by a police officer before. And she said, she said, yeah. And I said, well, how did that make you feel? And she told me and talked about it. And I said, yeah, and I've been pulled over before. And I was annoyed because A, I didn't know why they pulled me over. And B, I had somewhere to go. I was annoyed. Mm-hmm. But a black man being pulled over, his first mm-hmm. thought is not, I'm annoyed. His first thought, I mean, I can't say what it is, but I'm assuming it's, am I going to die today? Will I survive this? Will I survive this? What anxious, nervous, all of those things. Mm -hmm. Is that, you know, is that accurate? Is that what, um, what we're talking about here is that I, we're privileged to know that the Mm -hmm. system, when we're pulled over, it's going to be okay. They're going to 95% of the time, they're going to follow all the right procedures. Is that what we're talking about here? Is that it's not equal for black and white people? Yes. I definitely think that is a big part of it. Um, even in my experiences, I mean, um, even when cops drive by me or they're around me, um, and I was having this discussion with my mom, I'm always thinking like, okay, is my registration up to date? Like, am I doing something wrong? Like, I can know for a fact I'm doing nothing wrong. But in my head, I'm just like, you know, am I driving the speed limit just to make sure that I don't get pulled over? Because at the end of the day, it's you never know who you're going to get. Um, I realize they're good cops. I realize they're bad cops. And you just never know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been stopped by good cops and stopped by bad cops. Wow. So, you know, you just never know. And just to see, you know, what's going on, on in the world and not only to see uh, police brutality, but to see people doing absolutely nothing mm-hmm. um, to know that I can do absolutely nothing. I can do everything right. And something can still can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the fact of knowing, thinking like if I ever encountered a bad cop, like I hope that there's somewhere, someone there to film it. Yeah. Like, Cause without that, I may not get justice. It's just, it's, it's hard to deal with, you know, and it's hard to, especially with knowing there's good cops, it's hard to put your trust into those people. 
Um, so it just kind of makes it hard when that discussion comes up of like, oh, you know, but they're good cops, they're bad cops. You know, it's kind of that thing where it's like a job like a police officer where they're supposed to protect you. You know, that's kind of a job where, you know, you can't, it can't really be like, a, you know, there are a few bad, there are a few yeah. good. It's like, you know, I want to be able to trust this group of people to like protect me, which I feel like that's what they should be there for. So exactly. Yeah, and, and I think that there's increasing pressure on the good cops mm-hmm. to not put up with or make excuses for the bad yeah. cops. Right. Because yeah. uh, there are so many dedicated men and women who are effective law enforcement officers and they shouldn't mm-hmm. be putting up with the ones who, right. who are racist, who, who are mistreating mm-hmm. people. I've been pulled over a few times and my first thought is usually uh, I'm probably going to get out of this right now without a ticket. Yes. Oh, I've gotten pulled over way more times than I've gotten tickets. Oh gosh. So the last time I got pulled over, oh. you can edit this out if you want. The last time I got pulled over, <laughs> <Okay>. the, the <laughs> cop said it was, um, it was, it was just up here, just down the road. And as you know, got a little bit older than me, had the, had the belly, had the Southern accent well, ma'am, what's your husband going to say about you getting pulled over today? And I said, oh, sir, he's probably not going to like it. Well, I'm going to have to let you off with a warning then. And I said, thank you so much. I promise to be more careful. And I went on about my business. Oh, my gosh. So that is ridiculous. I, I mean, that's a, a very different experience, right? Do you than, think that yeah. would have happened to you, though, Ashley? Um, I think it's hard to say because again, it's like I've encountered cops where they've let me go. They've Mm -hmm. been nice about it. Um, But also I feel like that has a lot to do with my response. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm never a person that's combative. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's a thin line there because I also feel like if an officer does come off the wrong way, then people should have the right to respond in a way that's, Hey, you know, you're not talking to me in a good way. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like I should talk to you in a good way. But normally when that happens, it always turns left. Yeah. So it's a thin line there, you know. When you are pulled over or see a cop, like what is that first initial thought in your head? First initial thought is just, I mean, you know, put your hands in clear view. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be combative. Just because it's always, you know, I feel like when the cop walks out, and they speak, you can always kind of tell. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's going to be a good cop, bad cop, you, you can always... So it's always... I feel like it's a little anxious mm-hmm. when they walk up. But then after that, it's like, if it's a good cop, and they're just like, hey, you know, this is why I pulled you over. It's fine. But um, you can always tell, you know, when it's a different kind of person. So, I mean, it's definitely just a feeling of anxiousness. Mm-hmm. I feel like because I've encountered it so much... Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of a thing where this is just something we have to deal with, with which is unfortunate. How many um, how many interactions do you think you've had with the police officers? Um, I don't know, maybe like eleven or twelve. Wow! And I'm not a bad driver. I know. Yeah, I, have, <laughs> I bet you are. I have had an equal number. I've only had one. I've only had one. That's why I'm just like, <laughs> I don't drive a lot though. So yeah, yeah. And most of the ones that were just like me speeding, yeah. you know, those That's were fine. Normal. Yeah. You know, right. it's like, yeah, you know, I like, messed hey, up. Speeding. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I must, it's cool. But you know, I've had instances like on college campuses, mm. just encountering police, you know, there was a time where I got pulled over and they were like, you know, have you been smoking weed? And I'm like, I don't smoke Whoa. weed. Um, and I was, my car was searched all of that the whole night. Wow. 
Um, and I just felt like it was kind of just like them trying to embarrass me. Mm-hmm. And also just having been stopped and them trying to detain me because they thought, you know, the person in my car was like a drug dealer selling drugs. And this was a person that was from out of town. So, wow. you know, there's different encounters. Yeah. You never really know. Yeah. Um, and just to see that on TV, you know, see things happening to other yeah. black individuals. You're just like, man, that could be me. Yeah. I went to law school in the 1900s because I'm I'm older she than, to say that. than you guys. And I remember this just came back to me that I remember being in our big lecture hall. And I remember an African-American woman saying, you, you all most because it was, you know, most of us were white. You all don't understand what it's like. She's like, we drive my husband and I drive. I don't remember what the car was, but um, it was like a white Volvo or something. And she's like, Mm -hmm. and we get pulled over and they'll say things like, well, we've had a lot of issues with vehicles that look like this. Right. And it's always, it's, it was clear. So she was like, it doesn't matter what car we're in because what doesn't change about the car is the color of our skin. That that's the reason we're getting pulled over that they just have to come up with some pretext because we automatically look suspicious to them. And that was, you know, a long time ago. ago. And we haven't really made any progress. So I'm curious, Ashley, when you were a child, like, did your parents Mm -hmm. sit you down and tell you about how to interact with police? Did you ever, was that a conversation in your family? So that wasn't really a conversation in my family. Fortunately for me, um, my mom did work at the courthouse where I stayed. She's a clerk of court. Oh, cool. Um, So she knew a lot of the law enforcement, which for me was good because a lot of the people that I did get pulled over from in my earlier days were people that she knew. Mm. So when I would hand them my ID and they would see her name or the last name, they would be like, wait, are you so-and-so's daughter? And then it'd be like, you know, it'd be kind of like a different Mm -hmm. story. Yeah. So fortunately I feel like that was a good thing for me. Um, But yeah, we never really had that conversation. Um, But it was evident that that was a problem. We just never had that sat, you know, that sit down. Do you have siblings? I do. I have three older brothers. Oh, wow. Oh, how, Mm -hmm. what's the age difference? So it's, 36, 34, and then 30. Oh, wow. Oh, mm-hmm. and you're young. And How old are you? I'm 29. Yeah. I just like April 30th. Oh, okay. I just turned 29. Oh. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> so how are your, <laughs> how are your brothers feeling these days? Um, so I don't know. I feel like my youngest brother is just kind of like, if there was anyone who was kind of like the outlaw or the rebel, it's probably, mm. <laughs> you know, he's kind of like, I'm not dealing with it. Mm. You know, if the police come up to me, you know, I'm not going to be peaceful, mm. which I feel like he has every right to feel that way. Yeah. Um, my middle brother is actually incarcerated in federal prison, um, which is another, I don't know, to me, kind of injustice mm-hmm. because yeah. he's serving 30 years for a drug charge. Wow. Um, it's part of the whole mass incarceration I- problem that we have. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's also another concern, just knowing that he's every day in police presence, you know, yeah. that's another reason why years. I feel like 30 yep. years for a drug charge. Yep. 30 years is a long time. It's yep. more than you've been alive now that I think. And about I know during like yeah. during when Obama was in president, he was trying to, you know, he yeah. had a look. I think he was trying to like get it reduced, but just oh my circumstances. Didn't do, you, allow it. do you get to see him? Is he, I don't. I haven't um, seen him in twelve years. Ugh. I write him though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's he doing with the like the virus and everything? I haven't. Yeah. Actually talked to him since then. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Which is crazy. 
So it's like, I don't know, just having older brothers, you know, cousins, nephews, yeah. and just thinking about them, it just makes it harder. And your oldest brother? My oldest brother, he's in Raleigh. So he's more conservative. Um, he doesn't talk a lot about it. Mm. So I really don't know his stances on it. But yeah. So you wrote in your Instagram post that you participated in a peaceful protest where you live <laughs> there in Oklahoma. Um, tell us about your decision to participate in that. So, yeah, I think it was important just to get out there to be a part of the movement so our voice can be heard. I think protests are great because they bring awareness. Just seeing like all the protests across the world, I feel like people are stopping and actually listening and trying to learn. Um, So I think that's important. And it's important to just um, further kind of spread our message, because I feel like there are people who have heard of Black Lives Matter, but they don't necessarily understand what it is or there may be confusion. Um, so I feel like protest just kind of allows that opportunity for that to happen. Do you think we're just like have the perfect storm right now with the coronavirus kind of shutting down society for so long? We've had so many of these um, actually filmed acts of racism that have been happening for years. So they just weren't on film. Um, do you think it's just kind of that perfect storm is how this is all? Cause we've, there's been black lives matter protests before, yep. but I mean, this is yep. huge. It's happening in Tallahassee. It's happening right down yep. our street and, yep. um, and all around the world. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So do you think like how, why now? Yeah, I definitely think it was a perfect storm of just, um, one people being cooped up and, this being a way for them to get out, but also just like with the recent happenings with like Ahmad and Breonna Taylor and then George Floyd, I feel like that just, you know, people are just riled up and they're just tired. People are just tired. And really, that, you know, sick of seeing it. Yeah. And that woman in Central Park, Amy yeah. Cooper, yes. who called the, the, Cooper, yeah, yeah. Who called the yeah. police. And yeah, you yeah. did a great job, Ashley, today on your Instagram story. You you've kind of explained that. And I've been really mm-hmm. enjoying your stories because mm-hmm. I don't know if enjoying is the word, but like you're educating in a mm-hmm. in a helpful way. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's what what this time period is right now. Right. I'm going to sources of people that I know and trust like you. Um, I also I don't know if you read it, but Obama put a post um, yes, wrote, like a short post. Good. I thought that was very so good. good and about talking yeah. about protests is where you get their voices heard, like like you just yep. said. And then in voting, we got to yep. vote and local yeah. government is super important. And yeah. um, as much as federal government, yes, that's a yeah. whole thing. But local government is where that change gets yeah. gets made. So it wasn't a this or that. It was a both. And I yes. liked I liked hearing that. I thought that, that was, was great. a great post. Yeah. Yeah. One thing he did mention, Obama mentioned mm-hmm. in that post, actually, was he did um, make a mention of the riots. And he yes. mentioned um, Martin Luther King and what his mm-hmm. um, his thoughts were on rioting. And so mm-hmm. um, I will tell you, I've seen the protest and I saw mm-hmm. the rioting and I was really saddened to see yeah. uh, things destroyed. And mm-hmm. I was talking to Beth about it when we were preparing for this. And I was like. I was like, the writing's not right. Like, this is not right. right. And right. she kind of looked at me like, like <laughs> not really. Um, like, I love you so much, Steph. That's, that was what I was thinking. I love you so much. And of, of course, the writing doesn't make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of course it doesn't. It's, it's anger. It's emotion that is yeah. boiling over because there's been no yeah. healthy outlet for it. And because people have yeah. not been heard. I want to get your thoughts, Ashley. Like, what are your thoughts on the writing? Yeah, I I mean, me personally, I don't believe that writing, rioting is the answer. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like, like you said, people are upset. They are angry. 
And it's almost like if this is the only way that we can be heard, this yeah. is the only avenue that we have, we will use it yeah. because we're dying. Yeah. People are literally killing us on video yeah. with witnesses and nothing's being done. So it's, again, I feel like nothing's ever black and white, you know, like if we could do it in a peaceful way, we would, but it's been made clear that that's not working. And that's why it's so important for people to, you know, speak up and learn and speak out with us because it's only going to get worse. I mean, this is bad, but if blacks keep getting killed, like they are it, like this is the tip of the iceberg. And that's not, you know, that's not something that I want to see. And I know that's not something people want to see. So that's why, you know, we're trying to get people to see like, we matter, we want justice. I heard it put this way the other day. This was a a meme that got shared that I just thought was really effective. So I just am going to read it the way that it's written. Here's an example of how white privilege sounds. You keep saying it's horrible that an innocent black man was killed, but destroying property has to stop. Try saying it's horrible that property is being destroyed, but killing innocent black men has to stop. You're prioritizing the wrong part. And I felt like that was such a great um, synthesis of, of what's happening. It's like, yes, it, it is. It is not good that property is being destroyed, but it's not good that people are being destroyed. Right. right? So let's, let's talk about right. the real issue here and not get distracted right. by this conversation right. about destruction of property. I was going to say, I think that happens a lot. People are quick to point out the symptom mm-hmm. instead of addressing the real issue. Yeah. Well, and how many times do we say like, you know, in hurricanes and things, it's like, you know, houses burn, houses are destroyed, all this, but you know, no lives were lost. So things can be replaced. People can't, right. we, we talk right. about that so many times, but then, then, then this, that's true. It's mm-hmm. like, we got to flip that. And, right. and I also think like, you know, I used to work at Apple and when, when people were civil and nice, um, you know, they didn't get like, if they were trying to get something free, they wouldn't. But if they, right. if they made a ruckus, if they were screaming and saying, I need a manager, we give them free stuff. We oh. have been we have been working. We've been teaching people every type of person that when you yeah. scream and yell and make a scene, things mm-hmm. get done. So what do you mm-hmm. expect? What do you mm-hmm. expect? Right. Like we're, right. we're trying the peaceful protest. We're trying this, right. and so I don't condone it, obviously, but right. I can I can start to at least see it with different eyes and not just mm-hmm. blanket say you're wrong. Right. Like I can right. I can see that, and there's things in my life right. where the emotions are too much and I don't go with the right action, but I just right. take an action because that's all I can do at that time. So it's important to try to understand and not just blanket say it's wrong. I mean, it's wrong right. in the sense that like now, what are we going to, especially these communities that are already devastated and businesses that are already devastated with COVID like now, right. what are they going to do? But that's yeah. not the conversation. The conversation is what about all these innocent black men that have been killed recently? Like that's, right. that's what we're talking about here. And I also feel like, I don't know, it just seems hypocritical because a lot of people are like, you know, riots are wrong. But, you know, when people like riot over football games and other things, you know, when people are taking AR-15s to the Capitol because they want to get their nails done, like Mm -hmm. there's no outrage for that. But when black people do it, it's like, oh, it's wrong. And it may be wrong, but, you know, it's like, why do we get Mm -hmm. such scrutiny when we do it? You know, I hear you. Yeah. So. It's, um, that's been one of the most um, enlightening split screenshots for me is mm-hmm. the protesters in the face of like Capitol Police because they wanted their states reopened. And 
you know, from the highest levels of government tweets saying, yes, you should get in there and protest. You should open up your state. And then being like, well, actually, you know, yeah, you should, like you're saying, you should protest so that you can have the salon open, but don't (laughs) protest the fact that people are being murdered. That's crazy. So I have a question. So one thing I've said in the past and Mm -hmm. I feel like is wrong now based on looking at stuff is, and not exactly these words, but I don't see color. I don't see your skin color. I don't look, I don't say these are my black friends and these are my white friends. I just say they're my friends. Why is that wrong? So I feel like that's a little problematic um, because it, it kind of promotes the idea that, you know, blacks aren't necessarily going through what they're going through. You know, it's like, I don't see color, you know, I love you the same. And it's like, but we're living in a world where we're not treated the same. So it's instead of saying, you know, I don't see your color. I'd rather you say, I see your color and I love you for it. Even though you're black and there are other people who may not see who you are, I see you for who you are, you know, in your likeness, in your blackness. And I love that. Um, And I feel like that's just a better way to acknowledge it. And again, I see people's heart behind it. um, But I feel like with, you know, the way people say things, it can make us feel inferior. So it's just, you know, educating people on how to kind of love us in a way where we don't, you know, we, we actually feel as a part of the group. I love that. I think that's the quote for this episode, actually, what you just said. I was like, oh my gosh, that was awesome. So is it appropriate to say, what is the, what's the correct term? Like black is it, is black? Is it African-American? Like what? I think that's a big thing that we, mm-hmm. I, as a white woman tiptoe around is I right. want to be sensitive and I want to mm-hmm. be politically correct and I don't want to offend, but I also right. don't, I don't know how to say it. Right. I mean, I think black is fine. Okay. Um, a lot of people on social media, they've been using people of color, I think, because they don't want to come off, you know, wrong, but I think black is fine. Is African-American um, a, still a correct I think term? African-American is fine. Sometimes I feel like when I hear African-American, it's kind of like people don't really know what to say. So they yeah. use African-American, yeah. but black is fine. Well, because like I mean, you're an American. I mean, you've been here right. your whole yeah, life kind yeah. of thing. I, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Right. It's like I don't call myself yeah. a Greek American. Like, right. I, it's like, you know, that's my heritage. I recognize it, but I don't need it be part of my terminology. A lady at my church, she actually posted something. She used the word colored. And mm. I mean, she didn't mean any harm. Yeah. Of, but one of my friends had to tell her like, hey you know, say people of color or African-American, you know, just, but for me, I don't, some people may have, you know, a different preference, but I mean, I'm fine with African-American black. Yeah. Yeah. I I used to be uncomfortable saying black because I thought, because I had been trained, I'd been taught, I'd been educated Mm -hmm. to say African-American. But then when I went to seminary, I realized like we talk about black churches, we talk about black preaching, like that's a very Mm -hmm. specific kind of style of preaching. And so I was like, oh yeah, this is a great word. Of course. Yeah. Like this represents not, not a, not just a skin color, but this represents cultural Mm -hmm. things that we should be celebrating. Mm -hmm. So, Ashley, like I said, I think at the beginning, I feel I don't know what to say right now. And is this time is this the time for for white people to be talking? Is this the time for black people to be talking? Is this the time for us to talk together? Like what? I need permission on what to do. Can you give me permission on what I should be doing? Yes. (laughs) Even though I'm in no place to give permission, but I definitely think it's a time for everyone to be talking. Um. I feel like we as black people, we're like, we have been talking, yeah. you know, mm. and it's like, this is, this, this is a system that we feel was never set up to protect us. 
So in order to break that system, we can't do it on our own. We need, you know, non-people of color who may have privilege and may can get further than we can. We need people to speak up. Um, I feel like there are people that I can't necessarily reach that maybe a non-person of color will. There are certain things that people just won't listen to me because I'm black. And that's just a simple fact. But they'll listen to non-people of color. You know, they make an open a door that I can't. So I feel like um, people should be speaking up. And I know I've heard a lot of people say, you know, they don't know what to say and things like that. Um, But, you know, I'd rather you come and say something and it not be the right thing to say than you to be silent. Um, Because for me, just looking on even my Instagram, there are a lot of people that, you know, while I'm protesting, they're posting DIY videos and, you know, having a good old time on Instagram. And to me, I'm just like, I don't know how you're doing this right now. Cause I feel like I'm just in a war right now. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm fighting for my people and to see that it's almost kind of hurtful in mm-hmm. a way. Um, and even if it's just saying something simple, like it doesn't even have to be some profound, you know, like I stand with you or just, yeah. you know, people just texting me, Hey, like just checking on you, you know, little things matter is it appropriate to you know i have a lot of friends like you in the doi Mm -hmm. community um is it appropriate to to put links to my favorite you know black creators is that appropriate yeah i think that's definitely appropriate um i feel like and that's a way that people are trying to voice Mm -hmm. that you know they're standing with us and like i said it doesn't have to be perfect Mm -hmm. but just to see you know people wanting to share black creators that shows that hey we're we're at least listening we're at least trying yeah and you know i if you're trying i'm you know that's way better than just being silent to me i love to have these conversations like i think it's so important to talk and to hear your stories to hear everyone's Mm -hmm. different stories because that's how we get better and that's how we get stronger Mm -hmm. to hear that and um and i feel uncomfortable sometimes like i was nervous talking with you but you're just you you're 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 my ashley like it's like oh my gosh (laughs) totally normal you know i know you i definitely think it's important as black people to be open and willing to talk because i do feel like you know there are some people that are so hurt that they don't want to have discussions because they just feel like they've been trying to have the discussion for so long. So it's definitely a fight just to try and just stay willing to just be open to people and just like open discussion and willing to just like teach and learn. Well, one thing it reminds me of is, uh, again, when I work for Apple, I don't know why all the examples are Apple, (laughs) but they one of their big things is this is how we sell products is people come to our store they get excited about the product. They buy it. They love it. They tell two friends. Then they tell two friends. Then they tell mm-hmm. two friends. Well, it's the yeah. same idea. Like if if you're willing to have a conversation, you know, from that conversation I had with those two black creators at that event, yeah. that stuck with me. I've shared that story. That's made an impact on my heart that I can share with other people that right. they are not going to, they don't live where I live. So Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to affect people where I am. So the more that we are all willing to share, the more that trickle effect will have. And yep. um, so, it's, yeah, I'm glad it's that the, it's the old school evangelism model. But oh, you got Yeah, that's like the old school <laughs> Christian evangelism model about how you got to multiply the, yep. you know, the followers of Christ. It's, it's like, well, it's, what what story are you going to tell? Right. Like, no, you're going to tell a story about justice and I'm going to I'm going to look at my own the own my, my own learning and my own mm-hmm. mistakes and be honest about the things that I've said that were wrong and how I've learned from that and how I've been taught by generous people like you to be yeah. better. Yep. 
Yeah, Jimmy Fallon um, did a, a little his Tonight Show from home, and he mm-hmm. he addressed something. I guess he had done blackface when he was in on SNL. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it, but he just mentioned it, and he said he was advised not to say anything, and he said right. that that wasn't okay, and he had to say something. And I thought that was right. you know huge that he would. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need we need white men to be sharing their voices. We need them we to do. say, "I don't understand." And again, I feel like that gets misconstrued because people think, you know, with Black Lives Matter that we want division, but we don't. You know, we want people to see the injustice and call it out for what it is. Exactly. To get their phones out. If they see it, to get their phones out. Yes, please. Because, I mean, because I know this time with the George Floyd, a lot of people were saying, like, why are people recording? You know, why aren't they helping him? Yeah. But it's a sad fact that, you know, if someone would walk up to a cop and try to help him... I don't know what would happen to that person. Um, But, you know, if it was a white person, they could probably do that Mm -hmm. and nothing happened versus if we did that. I mean, I would hope that if someone were doing something wrong and they knew they were being filmed by multiple people, it would cause them to go, oh, wait, maybe I should adjust my behavior. And he just didn't. He just didn't. He just did not take his his knee off of that off of that poor man's neck. And I just saw an article. It looks like they all are going to be arrested. Oh, Good. Did, did that yeah, just come out? On CNN. It just okay. like popped up oh. on my screen. Oh, wow. <laughs> this conversation yeah. is so timely. Wow. <laughs> we got we got the down to the minute news. Well, that's great to hear. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I think my last question is, um, how do you want the future to be different from the present? What uh, What do you hope comes from this moment in time, this shared experience? I think um, just people being more willing to listen actual change happening um i don't i feel like change will happen i don't necessarily feel like i may be around to see that change um but i do hope that people would just be willing to listen actually act take steps um to have real you know reform and that we can at least get out and vote for people that will act on that reform and act on injustices and we can you know just continue to understand each other and yeah, I just, I feel like we're stronger together. Um, I truly believe that. And as a woman of God, um, I'm all about love. And, you know, I just want us to continue to love one another and just equality for all. Well, Ashley, we definitely have to thank you so much for being here today and being part of this conversation. I feel like way better. I was like super nervous when we started. I just was like, I want to say the right things. And I don't know if I did, but you made me feel comfortable to say the wrong things if I did. So thank you so much, Ashley, for being part of this and um, and for being my friend. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me and being willing to have the conversation yes, yeah you keep course. talking keep posting on instagram we'll keep reading and listening and having having our honest conversations in our in our circles where we can so if people do want to find you online where are the best places we've, we've mentioned your instagram but maybe tell us your Which handle is, for that yeah. yeah so instagram obviously smashing diy um i'm also on facebook um well my personal is my name obviously but handmade haven llc is my facebook page um, but Instagram, if you want to kind of have a discussion and talk to me one-on-one, that's probably the best place to go. Very good. Very good. And your what's your website? Uh, my website is handmade-haven.com. So if you're looking for a DIY project, yeah. videos, check me out there. Some really good plans. If you want to know how to turn a bench into a table, she's got a plan <laughs> for that, folks. 
She has all the plans. So I'm curious, um, what right now, what is your favorite book, TV show, or podcast? What are you excited about right now? I actually am reading this book and I can't, I don't want to butcher the title. So let me just, so yes, right now I am reading a book. It's called Healing the Wounded Heart. And it's actually a book of walking through like sexual abuse, things like that. Um, I've been actually going to therapy for the past maybe six or seven months, just walking through awesome. you know, sexual abuse that I experienced in my past. Um, and just trying to gain like further healing um, to be able to be a voice to, you know, abused women. Um, so that's kind of been what I've been focused on. And um, I also um, have been trying to get more into um, helping with the human trafficking initiative effort. So just been reading resources on that. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Very cool. Yeah. And I do want to say Beth um, recently started watching you on making it. So if people want to see you yeah. on a yeah. TV show, you are, I, I you mean, can find yes. making it online. Yeah. And it's actually a really great show to watch right now because it's not heavy. And so yeah. much is yeah. like, you know, I just get to the end of the day and I'm like, Oh my word, yeah. the world is so heavy and there's so yeah. much pain. And I just want it. To, I, I just want to, you know, do something to make it better. And then it's like, Oh, but I can just right. watch the show and like be, yep. be refreshed. Yeah. So Great. it is it is a good yeah. show to watch right now. <laughs> and no yeah. COVID. So if you have Hulu, it. you can check it out on Hulu. Hulu. Season two. Nice. <laughs> yep. I, was, I have a new thing called Peacock. At the end of each episode, we end with questions for reflection. These are questions based on today's show that you can answer to yourself in your head, or you can download a PDF of them on our website. Number one, what do you think when you hear Black Lives Matter? Number two. Can you articulate your feelings about the current protests and riots? Number three, list two or three people you can have an honest conversation about race with. Number four, have you ever been pulled over by the police? Were you afraid, annoyed? How might it have been different if your skin color were different? And number five, how do you want the future to be different from the present? This has been the Discovering Our Scars podcast. Thank you for joining us. 